Welcome to the Ministry Marks Podcast. I'm David Haynes, and I'm joined by Thomas Majors. And Thomas, it's been a little while since we have recorded a podcast, and I don't know about you, but uh, I'm glad to be seeing you and glad to be recording a podcast today. Uh, The interesting thing of of why we've been delayed in some of our episodes, well, it's really because of the coronavirus. Uh, Thomas, right now, it's the weekend of the 4th of July. The 4th will be coming up in just a couple of days. And Thomas, really, I thought uh, in the middle of March, well, by the time we get to the 4th of July, man, we're only going to have 15 new cases a day in the state of Mississippi. Thomas, what was today's new numbers? 870. 870. Uh, Man, I I don't know what is going on with this virus. And it has changed our churches and your church and my church where we pastor. We went through a period of online only, and then we went through a period of reopening. And now everything's looking questionable. And I'm afraid we're going to see a dip in attendance, even for those churches who are remaining or continuing to have in-person services. I'm afraid we're going to start to see people saying, ah, let me just watch online because I do think is safer at home. So this is such an odd, odd time. So today, our topic may be something that is near and dear to many of our pastor's hearts. We're going to be talking about the challenges of lockdown preaching. All right, Thomas, point us in the direction of lockdown preaching. All right. So when we're thinking about lockdown preaching, the question may arise right now. Well, why are we talking about it? The churches are basically opened up. We're not really in a lockdown like we were during the months of March and April and the uh, beginning of May. So why would we talk about it? Well, we're going to look back a little bit. We want to look back and analyze what has happened because more than likely, there will be some lockdown preaching that occurs later on. Now, as you've said, today is... Well, it's July the 2nd. It's, it's very close. I mean, it's basically July the 4th weekend. Last week, I heard that a number of churches in Tippa County had to reclose their doors and go to an online-only service again. So we're talking about the challenges of lockdown preaching because it's pertinent. It's pertinent to our ministries right now, it is pertinent to the ministries of churches, not only in northern Mississippi, but all over Mississippi. So we're just looking back, looking forward, projecting forward to help us better serve the church through lockdown preaching. So when we're thinking about lockdown preaching, there are some challenges, and we can really talk about the challenges in different ways. And the first category for the challenge of lockdown preaching, I would describe as technology challenges. Now, there are technology challenges because when this all first started, you could see people uh, trying to do everything they could to get online. There were people who... uh, Uh, using phones, using old cameras that they pulled out of the attic, you know, VCR tapes, and then trying to get them on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, uh, I mean, people uh, who sounded like they were talking into a bucket. Hey, give me $5. Come swing into this can of mine. (laughs) (laughs) And so when you're looking at technology challenges, you got to think about camera. And if it's not a high-definition camera, or at least the, the lowest of the low high-definition cameras, like a 720p, 
then it's going to look really grainy on Facebook or YouTube or some of those other streaming platforms. So you got to have a camera. Then you got to be able to get that camera feed to Facebook or YouTube. You got to think about audio. And, and one of the things that pastors have to do or had to do, they had to learn very quickly to navigate all of that, all of those waters, those technological waters, you could say. So uh, what did, what did y'all do in your church? Yeah. All right. So Thomas, so we started out the first couple of weeks with just uh, my wife's iPhone on a, on a tripod, very close to the pulpit area. I basically set up in the, in a center aisle and we recorded like that, but we knew that would not persist. I saw early on that, that we would have to continue really our online services once people were able to come back. And so I reached out to a pastor friend of mine who is very techy. You may know him. His name is Thomas Majors. <laughs> So I've heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> I reached out to him, and he helped our church tremendously. A, uh, he was able to loan us, and, and special thanks to Holly Baptist Church. We were able to borrow your backup system, backup computer, backup camera, and it was able to bridge the gap because we then had to get approval to spend like man, we spent like five thousand dollars on a new computer, new camera, new new everything. We we wanted to do that, but had it not been for the coronavirus, we would not have forced ourselves to spend that money at that time. So we spent the money, and in a few weeks, in the in between time, you really helped us out. Now, during that time, you lost a lot of confidence in me. You used to think I was technologically savvy, but Thomas, on a scale of one to ten, how techy am I? Negative one. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go to one. It's, it's we'll go terrible. to one. Okay. Guys, all right, so Thomas built our computer. He he was speaking in a language I did not even, I couldn't even understand. My wife is a little more techie than I am, or maybe a lot more techie than I am. But but anyway, but we made it through. You helped us bridge that gap. Anything funny you want to tell about our technological well, difficulties? Well, I'm just thinking the time I asked for an HDMI cord. Yeah. And you're like, uh, uh, what is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I am not techie at all. Now, good looking, I am. I have a radio face, but technologically savvy, no way, Jose. But we were able to bridge through those gaps. And I, I think I've seen a meme or two about God bless the pastor's wives, because if they didn't have anything set up like what we did not. Now, Holly Baptist had a few months ago went through the rigors, and we have a system that is comparable to what you guys currently have. But uh, but man, my wife had to learn everything on the fly. And our associate pastor of, of youth and missions, uh, wife, Stephanie Robbins, Stephanie and my wife just had to learn everything. And now they're back there in the, in the crow's nest, they're back there in the sound booth and they're doing the technological stuff and making sure the live streaming is going correctly. And it was difficult. Now, Thomas, it was odd. Speaking of technology, and you've already mentioned a camera, what did it feel like to you whenever there were on any given service when they're during the lock time? We only we had less than 10 people. We would sometimes only have five or six people in our sanctuary, which is typically full and even overflowing. I was preaching to a camera. What did you think about that? My eye would naturally gravitate to the people in the in the sanctuary, but there were only one, two, three, four, four, four or five people in the sanctuary when I would be preaching during the lockdown. So my eye would just naturally gravitate to those people because I would want that connection. Are they listening? 
Are they understanding? I wanted to see their eyes to see if they were following through and and able to understand what I was saying. And so I had to make myself look into that black hole of a camera (laughs) that shows no kind of emotion at all, gives no type of feedback. And our camera is at the back of the sanctuary. You know, we, we zoom it in so it gets a closer look of the pulpit. But I mean, so I had to look all the way back there and look at that little bitty camera so it looked like I was looking into the audience. Now, that is a challenge. And it's a challenge because of the feedback. We don't get any feedback from a camera. Did you experience something similar? Uh, Very similar. And I even noticed it whenever you and I recorded some podcasts, I think at least two of them by distance. I was in Fulton, Mississippi. You were in Corinth, Mississippi. And and I could not play off of your visual cues. Even right here as me and you are talking, we're looking at each other's face. We're looking at each other's eyes. It's, It's just strange. You want to feel that someone is listening. And whenever it's an online audience, dude, it's tough. You just have to... You just have to trust. All right, Lord, I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's listening. I don't know how they're listening. I don't know where they're listening. But Lord, I'm just going to trust you and I'm going to be faithful with with this technological advantage that you've given us where, hey, 30 years ago had that happened, uh, man, we would have been in we would have been in darkness. It would have been very difficult. All right. Now let's let's think back to the beginning of the lockdown, mid-March, let's say April, and you're realizing you're about to be preaching to Facebook Live or YouTube Live. And then your video, the video of your sermon is going to be on that platform in perpetuity, forever. (laughs) Did you rely upon notes more when you were preaching to a camera than you would when you were preaching to people? Okay, Thomas. Well, let me say this. I don't think I relied upon notes much more than I previously do. I go to the pulpit every Sunday with my form of a hybrid manuscript. It is not exactly a complete manuscript, but it is very close. It is my form of preaching. So my notes really didn't change. But if if I'll be honest, I probably relied upon those notes more because there was something in the back of my mind, knowing what you're saying, this is going to be broadcast and it is going to be there for anybody and everybody forever, really, for somebody to watch. I wanted to say it right, and I wanted to say it clearly, and so that was in my mind. How about you? Same for me. I, I had, when I first started preaching, I relied upon my notes heavily because I would just forget things as I was preaching, you know, and so I had to rely upon my notes. And so, but over time, I learned how to look at my notes and then readjust, and if I don't if I don't catch something, if I don't say something exactly the same as in my notes, that's okay. I just move on. But during the lockdown preaching, I realized I was relying more upon my notes because I wanted to say it. Uh, I wanted to say it better than in my free speech. It was a challenge coming out of the lockdown ministry when I actually had people sitting in the pews again. Uh, mid-May, late May, early June, when those people came back, I found some challenges of preaching to them, the people in the pew, because I had already had six weeks to eight weeks of preaching without, uh, 
without anyone to really give feedback it. and relying upon my notes. Yeah. You you had gotten adjusted to that normal of no one being there. And I felt the same. Whenever people came back, it felt odd seeing people in the pew. And now I'm able to feed off of them. But I'd grown accustomed to the Facebook only stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it's probably only been the last two or three weeks that I have felt comfortable preaching to the people who were in the auditorium uh, because I've, I'm getting back to my old rhythm where I'll kind of look down at my notes and then preach for two or three minutes and then just glance at my notes and keep on going. And, and I'm adjusting the sermon as I go. Whereas when we first came out of the lockdown, I was, I was attached to those notes. So that's been a, that's been a challenge. And if we go back into a lockdown, I think we need to keep that into our, our, our mind so that we don't, uh, we don't fall into that trap again. Hey, I think you're right about that. You know, and Thomas, the you know the first thing I want to mention was technology, and and we've kind of breached that gap going over into delivery concerns, and and the technology we had to adjust our delivery to it, and then we had to readjust our delivery when the when the people kind of came back. But still, at, at Trinity Baptist, we're we're we still have many people who are watching each service online. So so now it's kind of it's kind of a dual thing. We are preaching to those who are here, and then we are also preaching to those who are watching online, and and we're more mindful of that now than we've ever been. So let me ask you this. Did your did your length of sermon change? Did you preach any longer or any less during the lockdown time? I did. I, I preached shorter sermons during the lockdown. Now, not this past week, but the week before, I preached for um it was it was almost an hour. Whoa! <laughs> I knew I could hear moans coming from North Mississippi. That's it. Uh, like the we've had abbreviated serve. It was Father's Day. It was Father's Day Sunday. It we have we've been having abbreviated services, shooting for forty five minutes, fifteen minutes worth of, of music, about thirty minutes worth of sermon, and this uh, that Father's Day Sunday we had fifteen minutes worth of of music, and then an hour's worth of sermon. You, you uh, gave them both barrels, man, huh? I'm telling you, I, you know the what is. The preacher's jokey is, you know, on Mother's Day, we tell them how great they are. Yeah. On, on Father's Day, we tell them how the fathers, how sorry <laughs> they were. How terrible they are. Uh, I had a lot to work yeah. with. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, but typically, I've been, even now, I've been trying to limit my sermons and limit the time of the service. Our service has been running anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, yeah. And we're right there at about an hour. I found myself preaching a little bit longer than uh, than typical during the lockdown. I did not realize I did this, but in feeding off of people's emotions, whenever I'm seeing that people are into it, and there, and that's what you that's what you get when you're preaching to live people. It it hurries my speech. Like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, we're in it, man. We're in it. We're we're right there with you, preacher. And so without that. 
I was calmer and, and I was more, I was, my speech was slower. And, uh, and so some of that has carried on, which, which if I'm ever accused of anything, it is being short winded, not long winded. I'm a, at the top 35 minute guy at the bottom 25 minute guys just, is just where I am. And, uh, and so some of that has carried on. I've noticed us going a little bit longer. Uh, a few weeks back, we, our worship service was an hour and 10 minutes long when typically it never would have been that, but I think that's a little bit of the residual effect coming out of this now. And another thing, we're not taking up an offering now, so we don't pass offering place. There are offering receptacle boxes located throughout our church. That's Same more for you. time. That's more time you can preach, ain't it? <laughs> that's right, man. We ain't never going back taking up an offering, man. So. <laughs> we, we're doing the same. We're not taking up an offering. Yeah. We have a box at the back or uh, online giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I don't and once it once the offering leaves, it'll be hard to ever get it back just because of that time during the service. And it is terribly convenient just to have those boxes and online giving like what you're talking about. All right, Thomas, once people got back in the pew, this is something that you and I talked about just for a little bit, but did you notice anything on the, maybe any attitude from the hearer? Did you notice anything from the listener that might've, that might've changed during the lockdown period? Yeah, we we talked about this probably mm. mid-May. I had I had already started back services. Maybe maybe you had too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I think so. And we had talked about attention spans. Oh yeah. And how gone. the people's attention spans were different. Yeah. And we we always say as preachers, people's attention spans aren't very long to begin with. That's the reason we vary so much in our sermons. That's the yeah. reason we vary our speech. And that's the reason sometimes we talk really fast. Yeah. And then we'll pause and, <laughs> yeah. and, and slow it down. Yeah. Sometimes so we'll get use. really loud. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes we'll whisper or, or we'll chop it up, you know, we'll, we'll give an explanation or we'll say something like, Hey, let me tell you a story. And, and it just something to grab them back in. Their attention span was short. People's attention span was short before the lockdown. It is greatly reduced after the lockdown. Why do you think that's so? I, I think I think it goes back to the Facebook, and I think it goes back to the their their model of of listening to a sermon has changed. They might listen intently for three or four minutes, and then they might go throw a load of clothes in the washer, and then come back and listen intently for the beginning of point number two, and then oh, let me go check on the kids. Are they up yet? And that's what I think. Is that what you're thinking too? That's that's exactly it. Now I've read there's a preaching book. Uh, it's it's a preaching book. It's uh, I'm even nervous to say it. Okay, it's it's a preaching book by a woman, and her name is Alice McKenzie. And Alice uh, McKenzie is a preaching professor at Baylor University, uh, but. But as me, as a person who studies preaching, I read all kinds of different preaching books, even preaching books that I don't agree with. I've got I've got a whole shelf full of books that I don't agree with. But sure. to understand preaching better, I, I read preaching books that I don't agree with. But there is one thing that she wrote that I'd never heard before and that I do agree with. She actually took it from, I believe it was a Harvard study, and she calls it CPA continuous partial attention. 
our culture is built around this idea of continuous partial attention. If you're talking to someone, we want to look away. I mean, even as I am in this podcast with David, my window's open and I just like to longingly yeah. look out the window like I'm doing right now. <laughs> this is strange. <laughs> if, if we go to a restaurant and we sit down and we order something off the menu and we set that menu down, then we're going to pick up our phone and we're going to look at our phone real quick and we're going to set it down. We may look at the menu again. We may look over there and see what is happening. We may pick up our phone. We are always, it is always continuous, partial attention. We hardly ever give our full attention to anything now. And that is what has happened during, even more so during the lockdown because Oh, I don't, I don't like what uh, the preacher's saying right here. It's, it's, <laughs> he needs a story right here, but, yeah. but you know what? I'm on Facebook. Let's see what, <laughs> let's see what is happening. And if I scroll, guess what's going to happen to that video? That video is going to pop up into the top right corner, and ah, I can hear, this is and then I can, I can yeah. see what uh, my neighbor ate last night for supper. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so, continuous partial attention. And you could see it. People were engaged. They were so happy to be in the service. Yes. That first Sunday back, they were so happy to so be happy. in the service for like the first three minutes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And yes. And then you could see their eyes glaze over. And there was fatigue. Yes. Yeah. It was fatigue from being around people. They hadn't been around people really in six weeks. And so they had fatigue from in, that those intrapersonal relationships that they they were, uh, I want to say espousing, uh, but that's not right. It's <laughs> not espousing that they were uh, participating in right then. Yeah. They were fatigued by the sermon. They were fatigued by being up and not in pajamas. <laughs> that's know? it. That's it. Is it pajamas or pajamas? Well, I say pajamas. You say pajamas. I say tomato. I say tomato. Oh, I say potato. <laughs> I say potato. All right, let's kill it. <laughs> Podcast is over. We're yeah, done. We're retiring. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, but I agree with you. I noticed there was uh, one of my best listeners. I mean, super dedicated Christian. One of my best listeners on that first Sunday back. And everybody's schedule was out. People were out of work and people were staying up at odd hours. I noticed about 10 minutes into the message, she was sound asleep. And I thought, is it me or is it my preaching? Oh, no, she's tired. She, Everybody's tired. And this is something new that we've not done now in several weeks. And it's just, it was an odd time. Yeah. So David, what, what would you want to leave our listeners with when it comes to the challenges of lockdown preaching? Okay. I would say there are many challenges to lockdown preaching, but continue to serve the Lord. Our personalities are different. Thomas dealt with some things that I dealt with, but maybe he dealt with some things that I didn't deal with. Our personalities are different. Our ministries are different. And I would say, be faithful to the Lord, even though it is a challenge to preach during a lockdown ministry. Thomas, what are your concluding thoughts? Yeah, my concluding thoughts would be, remember why we preach. We preach. It's a really a twofold purpose. We do so to bring honor and glory to God, but we do so also so that person can 
hear and understand and can and can know the Lord better. And so even in the challenges of preaching, lockdown preaching, remember when you're preaching to that camera and nobody's in there, you're bringing honor and glory to God by doing so. Remember that 10 years, somebody may come across that sermon and hear something you've said and be their life be changed by it. And so just remember, it has a purpose. And we are doing this because God has called us to do it. Even with the challenges of lockdown preaching, it still is part of God's plan. And we bring honor and glory to Him. David, it's been good to talk about lockdown preaching with you. And for you listeners, I hope you will join us again next time on the Ministry Marks podcast.